0: people put down talking to yourself. That is the most powerful thing that you can do. Agreed. Talk to
1: yourself. Agreed. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Because I am imprinting my subconscious mind with what I'm
2: consciously choosing to feed it when I speak out loud. Welcome to Be Bold Branding, where we discuss the power of differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. Today, we're talking about manifesting joy, wealth, and freedom. And it's a topic that captures the attention of all ambitious entrepreneurs, but so few of them actually take the actions necessary to make that happen. So today we're talking with Tasha Chen, a wealth and success coach for high achieving women executives and entrepreneurs. And she's sharing the secrets that have helped 17,000 people find ease and joy enjoy quality time with their families, manifest tremendous levels of wealth, and have the freedom to do what they love? Let's find out how they did it.
1: Tasha, welcome to Be Bold Branding.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: We're excited to have you here. That's a great number. 17,000 plus people that have been able to find that kind of joy and happiness and wealth. That's quite a mark. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say, as I listened to you say that, I was like, oh man, I got to update the bio. It's like way more than that now. That's even uh, Okay. That's fantastic. What number is that now? So we're well over 22,000, I would say at this point. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. That's Excellent. fantastic. So it looks, we jump right into this when we're trying to learn about people just like yourself, right? So one of the things that I like to ask every one of our guests is, was there a specific event or person in your life that shaped who you are now and resulted in what you're doing now?
0: Wow. There have been so many of it, so blessed. I, I can't imagine the varied answers you get to this question. And I'm sure I'm not any different. You know, I think that when you've achieved a level of success, and it's different for all of us, but I'm sure there's like, well, there was this person and there was this moment, and then there was that experience. And for me, I'll just share what is perhaps. The most recent, and by recent, I mean three, four years, defining moment that has just catapulted the trajectory of not only my life, but the women that I serve. And believe it or not, it was not money related for me, but it's interesting. So I am a manifester. And one of the things that I do is I journal everything. I literally write my life and then I live it. So I wanted to manifest a relationship and I wrote 20 pages about the man I was going to manifest. I covered everything. He was going to have perfect teeth. He was going to speak 15 languages. He was going to do all the things. And I got it. I got every single thing on my 20 page. We dated for three years and at the very end on our third year anniversary, I had this incredible feeling to run for my life. And to be fair, it wasn't just, oh, it was bliss. And then one day it was just like, yeah, you need to run for your life. It really was the perfect man that was incredibly abusive and toxic.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: so here I am on the 30th anniversary, and I literally was just driving through the fields in Florida, and God just said, you got to run for your life. And I was like, really? Yeah. I get home. I pack my bags. I flee the country, run for my life. And I landed in Costa Rica to text messages from him because I didn't say I was doing this. And he was threatening my life, threatening to destroy my home, calling me all kinds of really bad things. And I realized in that conversation that he had actually, like, literally in a split second, I realized from the things he was saying that actually he had had my phone tapped for the entire three years of our relationship. And so I'm like, okay, God, you have got to explain this to me. (laughs) Like, seriously, how is this happening to me? And... In my own way, I literally just heard God say, Tasha, because you don't believe you deserve any more than this. And I don't know what you would do if God said that to you. But Tasha over here was like, actually, God, you have that wrong. You are wrong on this one. I do believe I deserve an amazing relationship. And so I could see God smirking going, actually, look at the one you have and it will tell you what you truly believe you deserve. And that was a defining moment for me because it not only explained for me why I said and truly thought that I believed I deserve an amazing relationship, but I also saw how so many women that I serve longed for wealth, longed for financial freedom. They were yearning in the same way that I was yearning for a romantic relationship. They were yearning for that next level of financial abundance, but they were not accessing it as quickly as other women, right? And in that moment, I realized they don't believe they deserve it as mm-hmm. much as they want it. They don't believe they deserve it. And so that's been the moment. Like I went on, I made a promise to God in Costa Rica. I was like, I'm going to figure this out for myself. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to teach about it. I'm going to do a TED talk. God, you put me everywhere that I can have this conversation because I feel it was not only a blessing for me, but for so many of the women that I serve because deservingness, believe it or not. It's a thing that, you know, it's the silent, because truly most people believe they deserve the best things in life. Right. You believe you th- You believe you think that, right? And right. then you look at your life and you look at the way wealth is showing up in your life and you will see, actually, I don't really believe I deserve it. And so that's my, my greatest, you know, moment for myself and for everyone that I serve.
1: I like that because, you know, that is a fine, isn't that such a fine line? Like, because I think that most of the people we deal with and so many of the people we talk with every day, they understand that they need to believe that. And they act in certain ways like they do believe that. But I think you're right. I think it's just a hair's breadth and they don't. You know, they just sort of that. And that's enough in many times to block. Is, is that right? Am I getting that right from you?
0: You're absolutely right. And I, I will say to people... You know, if you want to know what you really believe, hang on a second because I have a great prop for this. I'm just having to put it off my desk. So I will say, look, do you believe you deserve wealth? One out of 10. Oh, I'm a 10. Do you believe you deserve wealth with ease? Oh, I'm definitely a 10. Do you believe you deserve to do something you love and make a lot of money? Oh, Tasha, I'm a 12 out of 10. Great. (laughs) And then I go, that's like, you go to the grocery store and you go in saying, I want to buy a can of deservingness. You go in and you pick up a can and it says deserve. And you're like, yeah, that's it. It's filled. I'm going home. I'm going to make deservingness salad or something, right? But then you go home and you look at the content of the can and it's empty. And that's, the, that's like the best analogy that I can show people. It's like you truly think. That you believe you are full of deservingness, but look at the way wealth flows to you. You think you deserve for it to be easy, but look at the way it's flowing and it will tell you, are you really full of deservingness for it to be easy or not? Are you really full of deserving that you can do something you love and make a lot of money from it? You think that you believe that, but look at how you are making money. Are you doing something you really love, right? And are you Money from it, so you're absolutely right. I love the way you said it. It's a hero's breath. Never heard that one before. <laughs> if you, if I say that in the future, I will credit you for sure.
1: Oh, you're an <laughs> angel already in this industry.
2: <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Okay. So, so that leads me to ask, so you created, you founded something called vision alignment method. Okay. And I'd love to have a conversation about manifesting because I think most people now know that manifesting is a whole lot more than just sitting on the couch and thinking hard about something, right? It involves a whole lot more than that. And I'd love to learn how you came up with vision alignment method and tell us a little bit about how that's used to help your clients. One
0: of the things that I realized on the manifesting journey, so manifesting is not just sitting on a couch and, you know, thinking beautiful thoughts and the front, the doorbell rings and there's your manifestation, right? <laughs> it's made up of asking for what you want, taking inspired action and then receiving. But there's a piece in the middle. That's how this all works, how it all comes together for you. And I love to tell people that part is God. It's the universe. It's source. The how is not your part your part is to ask, your part is to take inspired action, and your part is to receive. And so what I realized was, especially because I serve women, they have a hard time asking. Mm -hmm. And that is like part one, right? And then when it comes to action, no offense, Michael, right? This is a very male driven (laughs) everything. And it's all like, you know what? You want to be multiple six figures, seven figures. You have to work really hard. And we are nurturers. We we actually we hear that being drilled into our heads, and actually we inherently resist it. We we don't want to work really hard. We don't, right? I I know that I built this business by taking inspired action. I resist hard work naturally. I just I don't love it. I'm allergic to it. But I. I <laughs> I will take inspired action for 25 hours out of a day because it feels so good, right? Yeah. One of the things that I realized is just those two pieces and also women also have a hard time receiving. We're good at giving, but not as great at receiving. And so I, I thought to myself, you know what? There is a solution to this where I could, if I could get a woman to see herself as that version of her that's wealthy, that's acquired this wealth, doing something she loved and it felt in flow and it was just amazing. Oh my gosh, I could, she'd be unstoppable if I could just get her to see what that would look like. And so one of the most powerful tools in manifesting is visioning. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women that I serve, this is an area that they have had such a hard, such lives of their dreams being turned off or turned down. That telling them to vision to create incredible results for themselves, it's like that, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, and yet that's the thing to do. It's the most important thing to do is to be able to see yourself. So I created the vision alignment method just so I could take them through a process of learning all the things that's needed to make visioning a superpower. It's made up of four parts. The first one is people and everybody in manifesting will say, you have to visualize. Well, great. You know, if I close my eyes and I'm visualizing with all the traumas of my past, all I'm doing is painting over the walls of my trauma and they're all still there. Mm -hmm. So when I go to take action, I'm just responding and acting from that trauma. It's not been resolved. So I first work on revising your trauma, revising your limitations, doing that work first. And then I take women into asking, asking by giving yourself permission to truly ask. Like most women, believe it or not, when you when asked what they want, you know what the number one answer is: I want to retire my husband. Ah, oh. yeah, you're like, well, nothing
1: oh you want. Okay, oh right. man manifesting.
0: <laughs> well, I'm going great
1: for your husband but what about you yeah
0: (laughs) right and it's like blank stare they don't really so far removed from what they truly want and so you have to we have to give ourselves permission to like really ask and answer that question so the second part is to reveal that to yourself and then the third part is to relive relive the version that you've created And part four is to learn how to receive in the feminine way and this is where we take inspired action because you can't you can't manifest without action right right i'm not a proponent of hard work for the sake of creating a result i'm absolutely a proponent for action just with feminine energy and so those are the four parts of the vision alignment method and it's the secret sauce to what i do because i truly believe visioning is a superpower
1: yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. I, I really do. If I could tell a quick story and you sort of play the other side of this role for me and see if it's in alignment. I found this tape one time when I was a teenager, it was like a, I was like 16, 17 years old and it was like a cassette tape. Right. And I put it in and it was unmarked, undescript. And this guy was talking about visualizing and things coming true to your visualization. Right. Almost a transcendentalization type of a thought process. Right. And he said, do this test. He said, imagine a place like a mall or a restaurant or somewhere you go all the time where you know what each one of the parking spaces look like. And he said, when you get up that morning, you assume you're going to park in that parking space. You see your car driving up, you see your car parking in that parking space. You don't even imagine that anybody else would ever touch that parking space. So I thought, well, you know what? I ain't got nothing to do. I'm 16 years old. I'll try this. And where we parked in high school, it's across the street from the high school, there was a long row, and there was like 100 parking spaces. And right in front of, the, say, 15 was this telephone pole. I knew this well. But if you did not get to school 30 minutes before school started, maybe 45 minutes, you would be in the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way down in the 100s. So I said, well, I'm going to get to school at five minutes to school. And I'm going to visualize this parking space right in front of this thing. And he said, the key was that nobody else could be parking there already. And you could never let the doubt that it would ever be occupied by anybody but you. I did it three times in a row. And I got to the school five minutes before school for the bell rang. I still had to run to my class, but there was 15 cars, an empty space, and then cars all the way down into the 100s. And I just pulled right into my parking space and went, and I've done it my entire life.
0: Well, all I'm thinking listening to you is, man, I sure wish my 16-year-old son could find that cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would do anything to please that cassette tape in quite a bedroom door.
1: <laughs> it is, it, is, what is that I what mean? we're talking about here? I mean, it is. It's all true <laughs> belief. Like, I never would allow the thought that anybody else would be in that parking space. Now, you know, but I will fact. say, there's a key to this, Tasha, that I want maybe that you could help everybody with. There is always a doubt in me that I could do it again. So there comes a time when you've gotten it right so many times, but it's not yet habit, right? If that's the right word for it. Yeah, yeah. And then you can, and then the Satan or, you know, the evil inclination or whatever, our past traumas and stuff is going to eventually make us feel unworthy that we can continue to do this practice. Is that true?
0: yeah and the thing that i was about to say was the difference between you at 16 and you at 36 46 56 is like you an all angel of life events, right <laughs> all of life events at 16 you're like well I'm, I'm 16 i have nothing else to do why not let's try this." then you get to 26 where you have 10 years of stuff that didn't work out then 20 you know like and the, and all of life events that like your past is now stronger than your willingness to just abandon everything and just believe and go for it, right? That's really it. So the women that I'm working with, they have a lifetime of things that have occurred that you're teaching them this powerful tool. The same thing that made you get this parking spot three times can allow you to manifest 30 million with that level of ease. It's no different, right? right? But what's going to make it not work as efficiently as that time when you were 16 years old. You're gonna doubt, you're gonna worry, you're gonna remember the times you made a financial investment that didn't work out. You're gonna think it's, it was just luck. <laughs> like there's so many things that life paints over that superpower and that's the work that we have to do. And you know, I had a conversation this morning talking about deservingness and saying, you know, people put down talking to yourself and I'm like, you don't get it. That is the most powerful thing that you can do. Agreed talk to yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. You want to be in my car. We're having conversations all the time. <laughs> because I am imprinting my subconscious mind with what I'm consciously choosing to feed it when I speak out loud. So part one is to say I deserve the best. I deserve all the parking spots. I deserve millions with ease. I deserve whatever. Right? Always be talking that stuff to yourself. And then part two is then you have to believe it's true, right? And this is where people will say, well, Tasha, what are the three steps to believing? You know, Tasha, can I go on a believing retreat with you? Tasha, can I do a believing program? And I was just like, here's the thing about believing. You either choose to believe or you choose not to believe. It really is that simple. You have nothing to lose by choosing. I choose to believe. I choose to believe that I deserve the best. I choose to believe it's going to work out. I choose to believe I'm going to get all the parking spots. I'm just choosing. I'm just choosing. I am choosing to believe it. And that's where our power lies. You know, God gave us one thing, and that was free will. And I think I am grateful every day for the fact that I can choose. I can choose to believe. So that, I like that a lot.
2: I love it, too. Yeah. I love it, too. You know, I said to my dad years ago, Dad, it's all about choices. And he never, ever forgot
1: that. No, he says it all the time. It's he bad does. choices, right, honey? He <laughs> can <You laughs> say choices. it all the time.
2: So, so I have a question for you. So you say, okay, well, you need to ask. You need to take inspired action. You need to receive, right? Define inspired action, because that seems to be the disconnect for a lot of people. Okay. It's easy for me. And I know you say a lot of, for a lot of women, it's not easy to ask. And maybe I'm misinterpreting that. So it could be that I have that same affliction, right? But I, (laughs) she does. Did you hear that whisper, guys? That was a a loud whisper. That was where inside voice coming out, Michael. All right. But the inspired action, how do you know which one is the inspired action? And define that for me. I I guess that's kind of, to me, I would see that being the roadblock for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. So again, we have to overcome our definition of action me my greatest resistance to manifesting was the second i learned that it required action i was like i knew it i knew i wasn't gonna get away from this hard work thing i knew it (laughs) (laughs) i said so i really became like the promise of manifesting was so attractive that i was like okay but i want to really understand this action piece because i want the promise of manifesting right and so i have committed a lot of time energy and resources to understanding inspired action. And here's the thing, when you ask powerfully, when you make a declaration to God, universe, source, whatever your belief system is, and you say, right, the the Bible tells us the formula is this, ask, and you shall receive, right? So if I really ask powerfully, then I must receive. And there are some things that I have to understand in between. And part of that asking, which is to activate Attraction is you have to take some action on your part, right? So once I've asked, come hell or high water, no matter what, the formula says the science of getting rich, which is what we teach from, says the only way you can receive is through action. It's the only way. And so once I understood, okay, so I have to take action. And now I'm like, okay, God, well, is it hard work? Is it that I have to work this action it has to be more than anybody else? And it's like, actually, no. There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about Jesus being, being at the home of Mary and Martha. And Mary is just sitting at his feet, listening to his lecture, you know, being in his presence. And Martha is busy, working hard. Up Making dinner, job. yes. Doing all the yes. things. And Mary's like, and Martha comes over, can't you talk to her? Don't you see? She's not doing anything. You know, she's not because Jesus is like. Actually, she's doing the right thing. You just believe that all this busyness is the way to, you know, the results that you want. And I remember that I really, I, I dove deep into that and other concepts of this action piece. And what I have found is that once I ask and I am in alignment with receiving, I truly am full with the belief that I've asked and I'm going to get it every single time, bar none because the formula says you must take action you will be inspired to act you will be literally told what to do and sometimes that can be and it has been for me sometimes it has been tasha please take a nap because you're so in your head you're so overwhelmed <laughs> you're all so getting in the freaking way just mm-hmm. relax, right just stop or tasha go to the beach like literally i have Stopped myself from working and just listening to what I'm being told to do, and I come back and I get a text from an amazing opportunity or a new client or a whatever. So I have learned that inspired action can't be judged. Sometimes it might be productive to you, and sometimes it might not be. But the thing is to to master hearing, what are you being led to do? And the all end answer for me about inspired action is, How does it make me feel? It doesn't mean that there are some things I'm being led to do that I don't always love it. I don't, (laughs) right? Sometimes I I have to work with my team to set up payment links. Not my favorite thing to do, but I've been inspired. Like this has to be done for you to get to the next level. You got to set this up, right? But invariably I would say 90% of the time, the action lights me up. I can't wait to do it. Mm -hmm. That's how I know it's inspired. And another little thing I want to say, when I see women resistant action is that they have an attachment to, I need to take this action to get this result.
1: Mm-hmm. And that
0: is not how it works.
1: That's not how it works at all.
0: That is not how it works. I remember I used to do this networking event and I, every week, every month I had the networking event. I had to get 30 women in the room to the restaurant. If I didn't have 30 women, I would have to pay for the difference, right? I'd have to personally pay for it. And so every month I was on the phone making the calls, you know what? The women I would call never showed up, but every month I had 30 women or more. And so I understood if I didn't make the calls, I wouldn't have the 30 women, even if the women I call didn't show up.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah,
2: that's true. I
1: love that.
2: Yes. I
1: love that all the time because I deal with salespeople in the real estate business. Most of them are women. And I tell them that all the time. I'm like, just go do what you love. The person you're doing it for probably won't be your paycheck, but mm-hmm. your paycheck will be there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Just show up.
1: Yes. Yeah. Show up. That's a great example.
2: It sure is. Yeah. It sure is. So this is a great segue to talk about your podcast, Tasha. It's called Permission to Be Wealthy. And that name, when I first thought, saw it, I thought, oh, that's so wonderful. Like, but tell us why you chose that specific title
0: yeah, just again, seeing you know some of the struggles with the women that I serve needing permission, really. I mean, it's just that simple needing to be granted permission, but more than anything, to give themselves permission that it is okay to desire wealth and it is okay to have it. And I have found again, back to talk to a hundred women and a hundred of them, some of them may say, no, 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 it's, you know, it's bad for me. I feel guilty if I say I want wealth, like I feel like I'm a sinner. But then it's like, but I want to go on amazing vacations, And I do want to make sure my family's taken care of. And I do want a nice home. And I'm like, so really, you do want wealth? Yes, yes. (laughs) So (laughs) however we language it, we all end up at the same place, which is that we have a desire for wealth. It's the desire for abundance. We can't help it. We're wired to want it. But if you have that desire and then you're working internally against yourself by saying it's wrong or it's bad or I can't have it, then you're just making it even more harder for you to have this thing that you naturally have the birthright to have. And so I just want to create a platform to say, you're granted permission. Here you go.
2: <laughs> you have yeah. it. Like permission. a badge wand. Yeah. There you go. That's what you need, Tasha. It's like we do perfect branding, <laughs> right. right? Yeah. So yes. our advice to you is get yourself a Tasha wand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, with purple streamers on the end. I mean, just go all out. <laughs> That's your permission uh, for wealth one. That's your wealth one. There you go. Your wealth one. I thought the money breast was it, but it's the one for sure. That's right. It is it. It is it. And, you know, we struggle with some of this stuff with our clients as well, because they come to us not really realizing how special they are, not realizing they have something very unique and wonderful to offer to their clients and something that will transform their clients' lives and turn their lives around. And you really sometimes just have to sit them down and say, look, you have this. This is incredible. Just look at all of this and bring it out in the personal brand. And only then do they begin to see it. And it's the most fantastic transformation you'll ever see. It's, you know, doing what you do. We both see transformations of that sort, right? So on that note, what one piece of advice would you give to somebody if they asked you about personal branding?
0: I'll speak for myself and what has really worked for me. The most true I've been to myself, the most true, I've just been willing to say, you know what, I'm here Like I have been given this life for a reason. I've been given my life experiences for a reason. I have a heart to serve. And I'm just, and God used Tasha with all her quirks, all of her, you know, her, I mean, I struggle with some of the same things. That's another thing I want to say is please don't ever think, sometimes we're not growing because we think other people are perfect and they figured it out. I'm still growing. And so even myself in saying what has been my success in creating my brand, it has truly just been, I am who I am. I am enough. I ask God to use me just as I am and to use the experiences that I've had in my life to serve others. And I think if you can just be authentically you, that's the greatest branding ever. It's been my experience.
1: We couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Tasha, listen, we could go on with you forever, and you definitely have got to be on the recall list because I just think <laughs> you're awesome. Like, my oh, thing Sooner Consider it done. And I got to say this before the podcast is over, we're going to ask you another question here, but I got to say this because it's very important. I know you work with women and empowering them to be everything they could be. That's very important to me. I was raised by a single mother in between two sisters, and I had two daughters. Mm-hmm. I cannot throw football, but I can braid hair. And I am a <laughs> I am a true proponent and supporter champion of women for good strong women. You know, it takes a queen of a woman to raise a king of a man, and. I- we need more queens, and we need more kings, and if we can do that, then we might be able to you know, make a good enough place for uh, the Messiah to come back. That would be fantastic. Oh, yeah. So I'd like to ask you a question here. We asked everybody this. It's a little bit of a twist at the end of our oh, shows, wow. but we love the answers. We've never gotten a wrong one. So if our listeners had the freedom to visit anywhere on earth, where would you tell them to go and why?
0: Oh,
2: my God, Not crazy what
1: one. Want... I know what right
2: <laughs> I know I know yeah just pick your like pulling off the top of your head tasha okay. I know <laughs> so that my entire family
0: still loves me I'm just gonna put I'm just gonna put this out there and then tell you the answer it's obviously Jamaica obviously Jamaica and <laughs> and I have found this incredible incredible connection to the country of Croatia that to me is just out of this world, everything. And I I really do. If I could tell every human being to find their way there, I would.
1: That's a great one.
0: Too. Oh yeah, that is great. Yeah. Why? Why is that? So I, I spent two weeks in Croatia and one of the things that I personally love, I feel the closest to God when I'm in pristine nature. And I feel like that country has it's unpretentious, it just, it's still, I mean, it just, it's done all the right things to preserve the beauty of nature in a way that I really appreciated anywhere that I was at any time in that country. I just felt, I don't know, I mean, I, I felt the presence of God. I don't know how else to say it.
1: Well, that's oh, clearly fantastic. Enough and uh, it's definitely on our list of places to go we have neither one of us have been there yet
2: so no we have not no so tasha what's the best place for people to learn about you or contact you i would say my website
0: tashachen.com it has all of the things you know the podcast i have a great uh 30 days of gratitude for business using gratitude as a strategy for growing our business it's a free journal that's there I invite everyone to go enjoy that but All the things about Tasha and my world and the things that I love sharing can be found on
2: TashaChen.com. Tasha, thank you. You are such a blessing and we're so grateful that you were able to be on our show today. So thank you for that. And we do hope to have you back again. Woohoo. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Brought to you by BrandFace, the only comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe.